Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys and welcome to episode 35 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. Firstly, happy fucking new year. I hope that you're all well and that you managed to have a Christmas of sorts that COVID didn't affect too much. It certainly did where we are and in our family. So it was a little bit strange this last Christmas, but it all works out as it was meant to. And so I just want to start off, right? Like new year, goals, goal setting. Have you set any goals for this year? And if you have, awesome. I'd love to hear what they are. Drop me a message sometime, drop me an email and let me know what your goals are because there's nothing like having accountability when you've got some goals. And if you haven't set goals, all good. But it is an opportunity just to be curious with yourself. Why might you not have set any goals? What's your relationship to goals? Do you think that they have a purpose? Are they useful? Or are you just kind of discounting the fact that you think you're going to fail already so you just don't bother setting them? Could be true for either of you or either of those things, right? So notoriously, by around January the 19th, that's when the majority of goals get dropped to the wayside, right? So by then, the enthusiasm, the motivation, that desire to change is pretty much worn off and the brain, as it will, wants to default back to what it already knows, right? How it does things already. And that's because it's just how our brains are designed to work, right? So if you've set a goal and you haven't followed through with it up to this point, don't panic. It's okay. It doesn't mean much about you at all, right? It's just the way our brains work. It's that part of our brain, the motivational triad, which is all about being efficient, avoiding pain and seeking pleasure. Because new habits, new ways of being are going to require conscious, deliberate thought. And having a clear why, 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 is always going to be key here. And knowing that our brain is going to want to be efficient, it's going to want to automate stuff, we can start to have some compassion for ourselves because... If things don't go the way you plan, I promise you, yes, you are responsible. So let's just get that out of the way. But also it's remembering that our brain is designed to automate things. So when we're trying to create new patterns, new behaviors in our lives, it's like we get to this crossroad, right? And we are at the crossroad. We want to go left because that's where the new path is for us. That's where the change is. But our brain wants to keep going right because we've gone right so many times before. It's so much easier when we go right. And the brain doesn't have to think about it. And this is why when we set goals or when we make any changes in our lives that we can get frustrated with ourselves because we might not be making that progress. But it's only really because our brain is just trying to do its job and be efficient. Anyway. I slightly digress on the topic of this week's podcast. I am going to go into more detail on goal setting next week, actually. And I think really looking at why we do it and how you can make it work for you. And before I begin today's episode, 
which is a bit of an anomaly because I already have begun today's episode. <laughs> but before I begin sharing what I was going to say today, um, which is going to be around New Year Zero beers. Okay, so I just want to begin this episode by saying a massive thank you to everyone and anyone who is listening to this show, who has listened to it in the past, who is listening it right now, who is going to listen to it in the future. I often get messages of thanks in my DMs and I'd like to just share a few with you today. So I won't mention names, but big yourself up if you recognize it's you. I really appreciate you taking your time, not only to send me a message and let me know what's going on, but also just to listen to this podcast. So here goes. Hi there, Patrick. Just wanted to say massive thanks for the podcast content. I have been listening all day. So inspiring. Straight talking, no BS. It's really helped me out of a dark space. Respect. Well, respect to you for sending that message in to me. Next one. Hi, Patrick. Really enjoying listening to your podcast. It's great to find one with a man in mind. There's lots of good ones out there, but few directed at men, which is interesting given our drinking habits. Again, thank you for sending that in. And yes, absolutely right. I think there's a ton of great podcasts out there. And I listen to them myself sometimes as well, especially on not drinking. And yeah, I do think that just seeing the, you know, the way that men are and the way that women are like we have it's different right like we know that we know about the masculine and the feminine and how men want to get together and be macho but not talk to each other which can often get in our way right guys and and affect our mental health and stuff whereas women generally speaking of course these are both generalizations but women they're more they'll get together and they look after each other a little bit more Not, not always for sure but yeah, it's nice to be able to be here and provide that for all of you guys listening. And one more message that I've received. Okay, so hi, Patrick. Just wanted to say your podcast has been instrumental in helping me. All right, let me start that one again, guys. Hey, Patrick, just wanted to say thanks for your podcast. It's been instrumental in helping me stay sober over over these past two weeks. I realize that's not a lot of time, but it seems a lot to me amazing so thanks to all of you that reached out who have ever reached out i mean that's not all of the messages i've received but you know thanks to all of you listening and i know it's not only guys listening to this podcast so a special shout out to you as well whoever you may be and just on that last message that i received in i just want to say right like you're saying that two weeks might not seem a lot well, if you think that they, you've probably been drinking for, oh, I don't know, let's say 5, 10, 15, 20 years, who knows, probably a while before without ever really having some kind of sustained break that I'd say two weeks is fucking epic, man. Do you know? That's two weeks where you've made new decisions around alcohol. Two weeks where you've shown yourself it's possible to not drink. It's two weeks that you can you can change your life in that's going to be the catalyst for how you go on into the future so don't talk it down talk it up man two weeks is incredible even if it's two days one day two hours right how can we celebrate ourselves and celebrating ourselves can feel strange sometimes awkward right uh because it's not something that we're we're really taught to do or i know this is true for me that you know i used to get there's a lot of conditioning around how it can be perhaps seen as selfish or 
mostly I think the conditioning I got was about like don't show off just keep quiet right and probably for our parents because they didn't want us to embarrass them so we kind of like get this this conditioning and it drops into our unconscious about how we're supposed to behave in the world and you know outside of parenting like society as well right like just sit down and get on with it basically so my answer to society is fuck them you know (laughs) you're celebrating for you own that shit like let it feel good for you because the more you get to feel good guys about what you're doing and why you're doing it the more you're going to want to do it like it makes so much sense that by celebrating yourself you're actually going to create more of what you want instead of more of what you don't want so a final word of my thank yous here and yes i am celebrating myself whilst i'm doing this which is pretty cool right but you know i'm celebrating all of you who've chosen to join me You know, my podcast stats show there's been over 20,000 unique listens. I should put in a little round of applause at this point, right? But it absolutely blows my mind. It's incredible because I had so much mind drama about starting this up, you know. Um, But I knew there's just no way that I am the only guy that's going through this experience that I've had. So to be able to share it with you all, to see the impact it's having, you know, to see the guests that I get on this show and all of the wisdom that they have to offer, it is absolutely incredible. So for all of you listeners in the UK or the US, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Ireland, Portugal, Spain, even as far as Hong Kong, Japan, Kenya, like I fucking love you. I see you. I know you can rethink alcohol. I know you can create a life where you get more of what you want, more adventure, more love, more passion, whatever it is that you want as a result of stopping drinking, you can have it. And maybe listening to this podcast is the first step, but by showing yourself what's possible, by seeing what other people are doing, like use that as the way to start propelling yourself in believing that you can do it as well. Now, Oscar speech done and dusted. (laughs) Let's get on to business and my take of the zero beers that we see out in the world today. So I get asked a lot about my opinion on zero beers. Are they okay to drink when stopping? Will they get me drunk? Uh, Will I want something stronger if I drink zero beers? So I'm going to answer some of these questions and share some research that I've done as well on my own as well as well as my own experience as well right so i've shared previously that i i did used to drink alcohol free beers after i first stopped drinking and and i wouldn't really drink them on my own i wouldn't say like it was definitely a social thing uh i guess at the time why i was drinking them is because it just felt easier it felt like i could fit in i could still get to go out to the pub and watch the football and be with my mates and families and be part of a round even, right? Like not having to feel like I was ducking out of rounds or having to justify my reasons for not drinking. So I could still be involved, but not involved at the same time. And so I guess in a sense, right? Like just even being able to go out and just have something cold in my hand, it it felt comforting because I didn't really have much, if any, experience of of not doing that way, of of not going out and having not had a drink. Although that's not actually quite true, right? Because there were times where I was a designated driver, 
but pretty much resented every minute of it, right, guys? So felt deprived that I wasn't able to drink and I'd have my little victim puke and sulk about it and moan to people and generally make the evening far less enjoyable than it could have been, all because I had this desire to want to drink alcohol. I think about that so many times that I've actually done that. So I'd say I was only really aware of zero beers about a year before I stopped, stopped. And remember a mate drinking one and being like, what's the fucking point of that, right? <laughs> uh, really, what's the point? And I'm sure you guys might have had that same response or even you've probably said it yourself. And that's okay. It's not uncommon because, you know, like you're meeting yourself where you're at. Like when you're in this version of you who's a drinker and you have an alcohol and all of what it means to you, like, of course, when that's conflicted with a zero beer, it's going to bring up some stuff for you. Not a problem. So looking back when I first stopped uh, and, and was drinking zero beers, it was definitely coming from this idea of like wanting to fit in. But I think it was also a way to cover up my anxieties of being around people drinking. Also to cover up my own my own beliefs around being someone who didn't drink as well. So the awkwardness I was feeling of not drinking alcohol, on some level I was probably feeling like I was missing out but also felt like I was the odd one out. So my brain would have so many different thoughts of, of being an outsider or just just really like just feeling like I didn't fit in, that it, I wasn't supposed to be there. And I guess a zero beer was a, a gateway to allow me to see that, okay, so may, maybe it is okay for me to be here. But again, right, like it's all just complete nonsense that my brain's making up. So... And that's worth remembering, right? Like how much our brain wants to automate our, our thinking, feeling and actions because as I mentioned earlier, it wants to be efficient. So when I was going out, it makes sense that my brain has all these associations and ex expectations of what I should be doing. To not do them can cause a lot of discomfort, right? So when we try to avoid these emotions, it can lead to taking actions to avoid feeling them like drinking alcohol, for example. So it can be a bit of a slippy slope, shall we say. So for me, zero beers served a purpose, for sure, right? In the beginning, especially, they helped me to manage how I was feeling in social situations. That said, when I work with my clients now, though, I really look at the root cause of the discomfort. You know, like, what are they believing and thinking? Because I, th I think the real emphasis on changing your relationship is by having that awareness of what you think and feel and I, it's possible that using zero beers can be a way to avoid looking at what your belief systems are because let's just look at it right if you're reliant on zero beers to feel okay when you go out and stuff like what happens when there are no zero beers when you go out and you've created this expectation for yourself that that's what you're going to drink because ultimately, zero beers, they can't make you feel anything, right? Like, they can't make you feel like you fit in. They can't make you feel comfortable. It's not possible. It's just liquid. It's just a bottle. It's a can, whatever it might be. But it's, it's what you think about that drink that you have in front of you. It's what you think about how you hold it in your hand. It's what you think about the temperature that you're drinking it at, right? This is what is creating your experience. This is what is creating your feelings, so what you think about these zero beers, what 
and and what they allow you to believe when drinking them is what creates that feeling of of ease or comfort. With that in mind, I do think that they can definitely be used as a tool when stopping drinking, right? There's no really right or wrong here. But in my personal experience, like, I can't really stand the taste of them anymore. (laughs) I think especially after trying to stay in a round of six, seven drinks, you know, especially fucking Beck's Blue, man, like, tastes like you're drinking tinfoil after two of them. And I just moved away from them. I just really wasn't into them and I wasn't, I'm not really, I didn't really like the whole hoppy beer scene and I know there's a ton of that out there now as well. So, you know, it was easy for me to kind of make that transition from having them in the beginning to just really deciding, you know what, I'd really just rather have a lime and soda, to be quite honest. So in my personal experience, as I said, like, I don't really like the taste of them anymore. Uh, I did actually try a Guinness one fairly recently Guinness Zero and it just felt really weird uh I was sat at a bar in a in the pub waiting for my partner who was working there and it was just a strange experience we sat at a bar like talking to other guys having their beers and all talking about getting pissed and whatever they'd done the night before and stuff and it just felt like I was not being particularly congruent with myself I guess and it definitely was a a strange experience. And again, I just think it's not a problem. It just kind of reconfirmed to me that actually I just kind of done with these things now. Like it's all good. I mean, shit, it's got to the point now where I just go to a pub if I'm going out and I'll just have a soda water because I was getting so many cravings for lime and soda because I think there's a lot of sugar in the lime cordial, right? So... I was recognizing that I'd sit there and I'd just end up just like smashing these lime and sodas just because, again, I think it was covering up the anxiety of of, of being around other people while they're drinking and just having that drink in your hand and drinking it the whole time, right? Because my brain had all of these associations that that's what I was supposed to be doing. And so I think you just got to have patience with yourself and learn or unlearn what you already believe about going out and how much you're supposed to drink or how you're supposed to drink. So that is my opinion of zero beers in terms of my experience of how it all happened. And as I said, they can help. I also think addressing the root cause of why you want to drink them or not would, or what would happen if you didn't, is quite important as well. So let's answer some of these questions about zero beers. So first question, can I get drunk on zero beers? I guess the answer kind of depends on, on what you define as drunk. But I think really the the question behind the question is, you know, what what they want to know is what will happen if if they do affect me. So on average, a zero beer has an alcohol content of 0.5%. So there are some which are completely zero, but generally it seems most market them as less than 55 Oh, sorry, 0.5% ABV, which is alcohol by volume. So there's four different categorizations of alcohol-free beers-ish. Uh, actually, I found this information on the drinkaware.co.uk website. So if you want to go and check any of that out, do. There's a lot of good information on there, especially when it comes to stopping drinking and any questions that might come up for you. So the four categorizations and 
you can see I might struggle with that word, <laughs> found on the labels of beers, right? So there's alcohol-free beer, which is no more than 0.05% ABV. Then there's de-alcoholized beer, which is no more than 0.5% ABV. Then you've got low-alcohol beer, which is no more than 1.2 ABV. And then finally, there's alcoholic beer. So, it, you know, they class alcoholic beer as anything more than 1.2 ABV. So the alcohol-free, which is no more than 0.05, does contain small amounts of alcohol, but that's all part of the brewing process, allegedly. And looking at those categories, if you were going to choose to drink zero beers, you know, my thoughts would be to choose de-alcoholized beer, which is no more than 0.5% or, or, or below, right? So there's a de-alcoholized beer, which is no more than 0.5, and then alcohol-free, which is no more than 0.05. So for me, I wouldn't want to go anywhere near the low-alcohol beers, which are 1.2%, because I think, you know, it could potentially be pretty close to activating your brain's reward system and desire for for having something stronger for like getting that dopamine release getting that reward or desire for reward met so you know if you were going to drink the 0.5 you'd have to drink 10 of them to get up to 5% ABV which is the equivalent for of what one's premium strength lager right so then also, drinking 10 of them, I think, is probably pretty impossible, but there you go. Uh, but then, say you had 10 of the 1.2 low-alcohol beers, you'd be up to, like, 12% ABV. And for me, that's, like, dancing way too close to the fire. That's just, personally, not something that I would want to do. Ultimately, though, guys, it's all about getting to know yourself and what you're comfortable with or not. And uh, as I always say, like, educating yourself is such an important part of this process educating yourself on alcohol because i think that can change your mindset in so many ways when you really begin to understand like it is just fucking poison it's like has no real purpose in our lives there's zero benefits to drinking alcohol and if you disagree with me when i say that then i would get you to check your beliefs right because all of that stuff about red wine being good for the heart like this is complete load of bullshit like the amount of antioxidants that you get in a glass of wine that you would actually need in order to help you like you'd have to drink fucking gallons and gallons of the stuff before it even started making an impact so it's just bullshit the the alcohol industry the brewers and whoever else makes alcohol are using as a way to get you to drink and do you know what was really interesting doing this research is that in these uh, zero beers they're the only beers that are actually labeled of what the contents are like anything more than 1.2 percent alcohol has no label on it like how the fuck is that a thing in this day and age where we got labels for labels when it comes to alcohol it's like it just goes out of the window and it makes you think right like we have an under we know why right it's all about dollar dollar bills so uh, just going back to that example, right? I know it, drinking 10 beers is probably way on the high side, but it's a, it's a bit easier to do the maths that way. So after 10 zero beers, I'm I'm going to be game over. I'm just going to be feeling sick and gassy anyway. So what's the point? Um, 
Anyway, so that was really a rather long way, I guess, to say zero beers are not likely to get you drunk and especially those alcohol-free beers, which are 0.05%. Like you, the, the amount you'd have to drink to even get anywhere near it, I think you would you would have drowned in it before then. So you do have to be aware of these different categories, though, when choosing to drink alcohol-free beers or not. You know, like, do read the labels and thank fuck they've got them on there with the zero beers. Because don't assume all zero beers are created equally. So the next question was, will they make me want something stronger? And I think this is such a personal, individual answer. You know, if you're asking yourself that question, it might be an indication that you might want to have something stronger. Like, if you've already got this kind of fears or doubts that it might lead to something stronger then let's just say that it might potentially lead to something stronger so and that doesn't mean that you can't have zero beers but i just think really be aware of what you're believing because after all it's not really that taste of the drink that you're after you know it's the 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 alcohol and what the effect of it has on your brain so if you find it does make you think you want something stronger, it's a opportunity to find out what's creating that desire. You know, what are the thoughts you're noticing about wanting to drink something stronger? Maybe you, you hear yourself say something like this, right? Like, it isn't going to be enough. It doesn't taste strong enough. It's not doing anything. I need something more. Like, this isn't what it's supposed to feel like. This isn't what it's supposed to be like. If you're having beers and you're noticing those thoughts, then just be aware that those thoughts are going to create feelings of like deprivation. And when we feel deprived, our brain thinks that we're never going to get these things. And, you know, 9.9 out of 10, we're going to want to go and get those things because the brain feels like we're not allowed them. So remember, guys, like what we think creates how we feel, how we feel dictates the actions that we do or don't take from that place. So when it comes to zero beers, I really believe there's no right or wrong answer, as I've said, when considering to drink them or not, you know, it's very individual. And I think that you need to decide that for yourself. But if you're thinking about drinking them or if you are drinking them, like just be very aware of of what your experience is, because it can be so valuable for you. And then just look at the why or why you don't want to drink them you know like use it as that opportunity to find out what you believe or even what you might be trying to avoid by having them you know because what would it be like if you went out and you didn't have a zero beer how would you how do you think you would feel like what do you think you'd be thinking like all of this is is really useful information for you to be aware of so they they helped me in the beginning but my relationship to them has changed undoubtedly And it's all good, as I said. It's all part of this journey and process of learning about yourself and stopping drinking. So there is one caveat on on zero beers, guys, that I do want you to be aware of, especially if you are alcohol dependent. And that's my advice, and not just my advice, but medical advice is that if you are dependent on alcohol, is always get medical, seek medical attention first or medical advice first before making any changes to your drinking because there are studies that suggest that non-alcoholic beers can create those sensory cues where you kind of start romanticizing the drink or you as I said like you start thinking it's not enough so they can act like a placebo and there's been cases where this leads to a relapse So this is why becoming aware of your beliefs around alcohol, around yourself, your capabilities, or even your beliefs around alcohol-free beers 
is really going to be able to inform your choices as as whether or not they're going to serve you or not, right? So guys, whatever choices you make around alcohol-free beers, just make sure you love your reasons, you know? Be vigilant about those labels and become curious about your decision to drink them. If you want to ask me any questions or you have any, any ideas for something you'd love to hear on this podcast, any topics that you'd love to hear more about, drop me an email to podcast at patrickjfox.com or find me on Instagram as the Alcohol Rethink Project, Facebook as Alcohol Rethink Project as well or the Alcohol Rethink Project. Also just find me on Facebook as Patrick Fox. Guys, Amazing to be here with you in 2022 with 20,000 unique listens. I am super excited to see what else is going to be possible for all of us over this next year. Take care. Great to see you all again, guys. Bye-bye. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.